show. It is Monday, June 26th, and we're starting off Fantasy Week 13 with this piece of hot advice from Heath Cummings. Who'd you lead your waiver wire column with? I led my waiver wire column with Carlos Rodon, and the theme today was young left-handed pitching, because there's three of them coming back this week, Rodon, Finnegan, and Blake Snell. Maybe all three will suck, but let's give them a shot. Okay, and Rodon apparently is your favorite? Yeah, Rodon's my favorite. He was everybody's favorite coming into the year. We thought he had a chance to be a top 30 starting pitcher. Had that stretch at the end of 2016 where he only walked 20 hitters in his last 66 innings at a 3.11 ERA. There, We know if he can just control the walks, he's an ace. Yeah, all right. Carlos Rodon is 64% owned. Chris Towers, who are you picking up? I'll I'll take a flyer on Blake Snell. I don't feel good about it, but you talk about guys with upside, and that's all I care about. Starting pitcher is upside. That guy's got upside. And he he did this recent stretch down in the minor leagues, and it minor league numbers don't always mean anything, but it was his lowest walk rate, three point one walk per nine, that he's ever had at any level. Yeah, no, that's, so that's good. It's encouraging. Chris, shouldn't you care about a little bit more than just upside at this point? Like, there's gotta be something else that matters. No. No. I'm what? How could that I'm, be? I'm still, I'm still just trying to chase upside. But, like, what about, you know, what about downside? Not that you're everybody chasing. Everybody has that. I, I, if, if there's one thing this season has shown, it's that everybody has downside. So who's a pitcher that maybe doesn't have that much upside? Like, do you think- Jose Quintana. Okay, yeah. I mean, obviously Chris likes Quintana. But you you like Tyone. Do you think Tyone has a lot of upside, or do you just think his upside is like Quintana? I think Tyone's very safe, actually. Tyone yeah. is someone that I think is really safe, and... But he doesn't have much upside. He goes against your philosophy. Fair. Okay. Yeah. All right, I think I'm about to pick up Keon Broxton in a league. We're going to talk more and more about uh, players to add, players to drop. This is a league that does not... Uh, factor in plate discipline. Keon Broxton's plate discipline is terrible, although maybe I'll pick up Shinsu Chu, who I did add in a head-to-head points league because he is walking all the time. Anyway, it is our Monday show. We'll look at everything that happened uh, over the weekend. I'm going to brag about a fantasy team. I think you already know which one it is. I'm going to give you the stat of the day from the New York Daily News. Sunday was the 27th straight day in the major leagues that a player has hit uh, uh, multiple home runs in the same game. A record 27 double-dong days in a row. Thank you, New York Daily News. And it was Cody Bellinger, which... Yeah, all 27 have been Cody Bellinger, I'm pretty sure. (laughs) Pretty much. Why don't we start, guys, with Franklin Barreto, Luis Castillo, and any other minor leaguers you want to talk about? Well, we we talked, you know, Blake Snell coming back from the minors. Um, Franklin Barreto, 39% owned. I dropped Jose Peraza for him. Yep. He His minor league numbers weren't so great this year in the PCL. Tell me what you expect from him. And, and by the way, it's not even certain how long Barreto will be up for the A's, but he has played uh, two games, and he's four for ten. He was in the waiver wire column as well. I pretty much agree with everything that you said. The thing is, he's going to be a shortstop with upside, and we just – shortstop's so terrible. He's, he's a shortstop with a pulse. Yeah. Um, so – and I, I do think there's some risk that he's sent back down, but it's not for very long. Because I don't expect Jed Lowry or Marcus Simeon to be a part of the Athletics' future. Barreto clearly is. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't really have a lot of concerns about long-term playing time. He's got 
top 10 shortstop potential. I don't, I don't believe he's not going to jump into that tier with Seeger, Correa, and those guys. This is not that type of prospect. Oh, okay. Sorry. The way you ended that sentence, it really sounded like you had more to say, right, Chris? Did you feel that? It really did. Yeah. yeah. And, and he's not a great, he, he's stolen a lot of bases in the minor leagues, but he hasn't been great at it. He's about 70% success rate, I would guess. Um, he's four for 11 in triple A overall, but you know, has the potential to be a, a high 700s OPS. And if the athletics let him run, you'll at least get points for the stolen bases and you won't lose them if he gets caught stealing in Roto. Luis Castillo was part of a fight between Team Creeth this morning before the podcast even started. I got very upset with Chris and I'm still kind of mad at him about it. Oh, nice. Because I had crafted a plan. We're facing a team with six starts. We've gone with the reliever strategy mm-hmm. for most of the year. It's led us to a, a very mediocre record, but a nice 8-2 victory over Team Scam last week. Thank you for seamlessly working that in. You're, you're welcome. This week, we ha- we're facing a team that has six starts. We've got Sean Newcomb, who doesn't show as a two-start pitcher on our site, but I'm still pretty sure it's going to be. We've got David Price. We've got Luis Castillo. We've got Lance Lynn. And we've got Robert Selman with two starts, one against the Phillies. And my thought was, let's let's go for it all this week. We need a big week. Let's start them all, seven starts to his six. And Chris just shot me down and put all the relievers back in. Well, because you heard the names of those guys that we were starting. And it's it's not just You that. hate Lance Lynn. He's good. It's Lance Lynn at Arizona. It's Luis Castillo against the Brewers. I, I just – and it's Robert Gesellman. I, I don't see how we could have gone with it. Yeah, I, I'll tell you something, though, because I want to talk about Castillo. Last I checked, he was 8% owned. And that was after he walked five batters against the Nationals. And it just seems to me like that's jitters. That's his first major league start. He is not a guy with control issues in the minors. And um really good stuff. I mean, he throws almost 100 miles per hour, Luis Castillo. Maybe um, maybe like 98 miles per hour, which is kind of almost 100. Um, but I think Luis Castillo might be very under-owned. At eight percent, I don't. Not saying you have to pick him up. I'm not saying you have to start him if you do have him, like like Kreeth. But uh, don't be fooled by the five walks. I, I think that may have had more to do with his major league debut than real control issues. He didn't have any control issues in the minors, and he and uh, he did hit a hundred a couple times. Averaged ninety eight yeah. with his fastball. Yeah, I watched the start and it was impressive. He's got a changeup and a slider, mostly a fastball pitcher, but that's a hell of a fastball. So for a guy who's eight percent owned, I you know I think there's room to grow there for Luis Castillo. Meanwhile, the Brewers sent Lewis Brinson down, and uh, did you guys have a nice weekend? Meh. Oh, why? Eh. It was okay. I had a great weekend, Adam. Thank you for asking. I uh, I went to brunch yesterday. We didn't I went actually ask what you did. Thrift store you just asked shopping. How it was. I did all kinds of millennial <laughs> things. Thrifts? You still go to thrift stores? My friend found Heath. This will mean nothing to you, but Adam, you might be young enough. He found a jean jacket with the all that logo embroidered on the back. The Nickelodeon thing. The most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. And he bought it. Yes. The hell's the matter with you people? It was eight dollars. You're in your thirties. You're in your (laughs) thirties. I'm in my twenties. You are. We do (laughs) the. I know. I know. I always forget how old you are. I always forget. Well, all right, you're in your 20s. Listen, that makes sense then. Thank you guys for asking. I had a great weekend too. I appreciate it. Third Eye Blind was outstanding. What an awesome concert. And uh, I'm really exhausted as a result. 
Uh, you want to talk ad drops? Anything, uh, anything crazy? Um, I already talked about the guys that I picked up mostly. Snell, I got Finnegan in a couple different spots. Okay. Um, if you're in a head-to-head points league and Shinsu Chu is available, I, I really think you gotta add him. He's walking so much. Yeah. Yep. He's scoring 22-ish points every single week. I'm starting him over Michael Conforto, who got hit by a pitch on Sunday, and they're not sure if he'll be ready for Tuesday, but I don't know if you guys have noticed, Granderson's been red hot. Like, yep. Conforto might get squeezed temporarily. Out of some playing oh, yeah. time here. It's worrisome. Which is just so dumb. Well, he's he's been bad for like a month now. I mean, let's... That's fine. He Let has him play. He doesn't have a ex- long, extended track record of being what he was. I mean, he was... He doesn't have to be... Out over he, his skis He doesn't for a have month. to be what he was for the first month. He's still better than Curtis Granderson. Well, not right now. I know. Granderson's though. hot. If you go through both of their careers since Conforto made his debut, Conforto's clearly been a better player. Okay, but but I'm just you know he's been very cold and Granderson is very hot right now and the hot hand approach, Chris. Yeah, I think if you're looking for a reason to sit Conforto, you've got your reason. Oh yeah, I don't think I wouldn't start Conforto this week. Additionally, um, I added Danny Barnes, Blue Jays reliever, and now we have dropped Danny Barnes, Blue Jays reliever, because Roberto Azuna. Uh, returned from anxiety and pitched on Sunday, and they say if he needs a day here or there, he'll take it, but looks like you can start Ozuna. I wish I had added Blake Snell. He talked about that. He's at Pittsburgh this week. Not sure I'm going to start him, but want to add him. And then, like, I don't know. There's all these outfielders that not only are they hot, but maybe they have some staying power. Trey Mancini. Um, I picked him up in a 14-team head-to-head points league. Uh, Jinsu Chu, 12-team points league. Carlos, uh, not Carlos Gomez. I'm not picking him up, but I would. Uh, but um, Cam Broxton. Cam Broxton's red hot right now. They have good matchups this week. I think I'm going to pick him up in a 12-team categories league right now because I have Fowler on the DL. Uh, I don't know, guys. Like the outfielders, every day we talk about them, but Mancini, Chu, Gomez, Broxton. These guys are killing it. Uh, uh, interested in, in them? Definitely Chu in a points league. Definitely Mancini and Roto. Yeah. Okay. Those would be my two favorites out of that group. I, I have a hard time buying into Keon Broxton. He just, he strikes out so much. Yeah. And he was so cold. And he doesn't have the stretch. elite power to make up for it. No, but what, we're, we're about halfway through the season, not even. And Keon Broxton has 13 steals and 13 homers. Yeah. So in a categories league, he's, he's close to 30-30. It's crazy. Yeah, as long, but, Yes, he's going to help you in those, a lot in those two categories. He's going to really hurt you in batting average, I would assume. Okay. Or on base. Both. Yeah. I think I'm going to pick up both. This is what I'm going to do right now. I'm dropping Dexter Fowler for Keon Broxton. Fowler's on the DL. And I'm dropping Angelton Simmons. Since I'm going to get my steals with uh, Broxton, I'm going to drop Simmons and pick up Chu, and that'll help me in on base. Chris, you haven't talked enough. Anything you want to, any words of wisdom you want to give to the fantasy owners out there? Uh, did you say you wouldn't pick up Carlos Gomez? Uh, I, I would, but not over Chu, not, o- not over Chu, as Maroon 5 would say. Um, <laughs> not over, uh, I don't know if I'd pick him up over Broxton. They're pretty similar to me, but at least I get the steals with Broxton. Not over Mancini. I have a hard time ignoring the fact that Carlos Gomez has a, an 866 OPS since getting to Texas. Basically half a year, 80 games. 
He's got 18 homers and 11 stolen bases. I have a hard time just ignoring that. Yeah, it's totally fair. It's hard to explain how bad he was at the beginning of the year. Yeah, and he's done a lot of damage over the last week or so since coming back off the DL, but I don't know. There's There seems to be something there. He's a different player. He's not quite uh, quite as much of a power speed guy. He's actually been more of a power hitter since getting to Texas, and you know maybe that makes sense given the ballpark. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, so there are some options for you. Let's go through the big news. You, Darvish, left Friday start with triceps tightness. I haven't seen any update on it, so I'm assuming Darvish is fine. Have you guys seen anything? I have not seen anything at all. Okay, so I think Darvish should be just fine. Corey Seager could miss a few games with a hamstring strain, and he might he might uh, go on the DL. So you should be careful starting Corey Seager this week. Freddie Freeman could be back in a little more than a week. Blake Snell is going to replace Erasmo Ramirez in the rotation for the Rays. Fowler's on the DL. The uh, the who are they? The Cardinals. They called up Randall Grichik. Anybody interested in Randall Grichik? Yeah, he's. I mean, he hits the ball hard, but he's been pretty bad for a while, and I'm not sure he's better than Tommy Pham. And you just talked about all these outfielders that are widely available on the waiver wire, and I'd rather have all of them than Grichik. Yeah. Would you rather have Grichik or Michael Taylor? Grichik. Grichik. Okay. Uh, San Francisco called up third baseman Ryder Jones. Ryder Jones, very cool name. Anyone Great interested name. in Ryder Jones? No, but a cool name. Yeah, cool name. All right then. Uh, infielder Adam Rosales for the uh, for the Oakland A's. He hit a home run yesterday, and then he set the record in Statcast era for the fastest home run home run trot of the Statcast era. Did you see him? He just motored around the bases. I feel like he is like the king of that. He is. He is. But this was his fastest one yet. Really, really gave it his all. 15.9 seconds. There you go. <laughs> it's pretty fast. Uh, Carlos Rodon, his start this week will either be against the Yankees or the Rangers. So are you starting Rodon this week? No. But you should roster Rodon. Yes. If he's available, he's must own. Andrew Moore was sent to the Miners for the Mariners, but he'll be back when they need a fifth starting pitcher. And David Price has a fingernail issue. He is expected to make his next start, but you never know. You never know. Um, hey, I'm 24-0. It's really, it's really all I gotta say. We're 24-0, me and Jamie. 24 and 0. You know. And he, I'm greatly looking forward to how this all blows up in the playoffs. He just keeps changing his team name to troll me and it just, it doesn't, there's nothing to stop this team. Like I can jinx us on the air every single week. It doesn't matter. We win every week. Chris, good effort. You almost beat me. Beat the crap out of you at the end of the day. You gave me a little bit of a scare for a few days. We handled you. 24-0. Please tell me more about your fantasy team. <laughs> it's incredible. Have you ever even been 12-0? Also, and 0? it's a fantasy podcast. Have you, like, 12-0 and 0 would be something. 24-0? and 0? Two teams a week? Who all's on your team, Adam? That Who was Keiko. a big week for you this week? Paul Goldschmidt and Paul Goldschmidt would carry me, so... There you go. Made a great move taking him over Altuve. Great move. Uh, here are a few pitchers I'm intrigued by. They're only in a, in, uh, let's say about half our leagues. Mike Fultonevich has really let's been- Let's not do this. What? Let's not do this with Mike Fultonevich. Hey, look, he's been more good than bad. For a while now. He's a fine guy to pick up, start when he has a great matchup, and then send back down. I don't know that I want to, like, I'd put him on my bench. 
Well, no, but that, that's the problem. If you're just picking him up to hold on to him on your roster, you're never going to get to the point to where he does it consistently enough that you feel comfortable. You've got you got to play roulette with Mike Fultonovich. I think he's you got to try to guess the good start. I think he's been a little bit more consistent. That's why he's in this section. Fultonovich, I think, has been a little bit more consistent than we're giving him credit for. He had a spectacular blow up uh, against the Nationals. He was good in four out of five starts in the month of June so far. Mm-hmm. So that's very nice for him. Yeah. Okay. All right. Denelson Lamette. Denelson Lamette had two terrible starts, but I think for a rookie, he's shown some good stuff and he's got 10 walks, 42 strikeouts and in 30 innings. And Joe Ross is putting it together a little bit. He's been a little bit more consistent. So again, these are not pitchers that I'm saying you must add their must starts or anything, but I'm intrigued by Fulty, Lamette, and Joe Ross. I'm right. extremely intrigued by Denelson Lamette. The, the strikeout rate, 12.6 per nine, and that's a bit inflated, but still 32%. It's very good, and he was a very good strikeout pitcher at AAA this season. He's been a very good strikeout pitcher, and the stuff is pretty good. You know, he he did have those – he had the first two starts where we got kind of excited about him, and then he blew up, and we kind of got scared off, but I, I think there's something here. Right. So is, is he your favorite – do you like Denelson Lament better than Joe Ross? No. I still like Joe Ross more, but I like both of them considerably more than Mike Fultonevich. We know who Mike Fultonevich is. Okay, then. Well, let's find out who people are adding and take a look at the most added list on CBSSports.com. Nick Pavetta. So Pavetta with two really good starts in a row, and now I just wish he had easier matchups this week. He's a two-start pitcher, and I think I'm leaving him on the bench at Arizona and at the Mets. What do you think about Pavetta? Yep, I picked him up. I dropped Nicholas Castellanos, but I'm uh, not starting him. And uh, what's the theme song going to be? Is it going to be we didn't start Mike Fires, or we are going to start Mike Fires this week against Oakland and the Yankees at home? I think you got to start him. I mean, okay. you got to start him. you got to start you him. You can start him. You get you have me- very mediocre pitching staffs. There's somebody worse on your pitching staff than Mike Fires. I don't know, man. Would you start a one-start Masahiro Tanaka at the at the White Sox or a two-start yes. Mike Fires? I would rather start Tanaka. Oh man! I guess in points you might rather. start I think Fires. in points I'd start Fires. Okay. Hyunjin Ryu is the third most added player. Two starts, Angels, and at the Padres. That's an outstanding set of matchups. I don't like Hyunjin Ryu, but uh, I would definitely start him with those two matchups. Franklin Barreto's number four. Carlos Gomez is number five. He's 65% owned. Jose Urena is number six. Why? <laughs> he's been good lately. Um, he's a one-start pitcher. He's a one-start pitcher. How good has he been? It's, he's got a 333 yeah. ERA for the season. Yeah, but a 1.25 whip and 44 strikeouts and 70 yeah. and a third. They, He's, every year I ask you guys about Urena because he puts together a little bit of a stretch, and every year you guys are like, no, I'm not interested. So Yeah, same he's answer? kind of like the poor man's Edison Volquez. Like, you watch him pitch, and everything looks good, and then the results are not there. Like, he doesn't strike guys out, and you think he should. Um, so I, I don't. He's got a 504 FIP. Yeah. No, I'm just telling you the results have been good. I'm not saying he should be added that way, but that's why. Is any pitcher who just doesn't really strike out Batters going to have a higher FIP. A higher? I'm sorry. Are you saying that if you don't strike anyone out, you're automatically going to have a high FIP? Higher? Yeah. Well, does it lead you to having a higher FIP? 
Well, if you are an elite ground ball pitcher that also doesn't walk anyone, then you can have low strikeouts and a low FIP. All right. Um, back to the most added list. We're not really interested in Jose Urena. Mike Zanino is 64% owned. Matt Adams is 77% owned. Yalisha Seen has two home starts this week. He's been good at home. He's 32% owned. Matt Davidson, 35%. How about Scooter Jeanette? Scooter Jeanette is 31% owned. And he's, uh, look it up here. He has been hot. He is four home runs and three doubles in his last seven games. Wow. That's not really that impressive. I mean, he hit four home runs in one game earlier this year. <laughs> and then after that four-homer game, he hit 217 with one extra base hit in his next seven. And then the last seven, nearly a 1,400 OPS for Scooter Jeanette. And he's How got uh, he's got only one lefty on the schedule with seven games this week, and he's much better against righties. Has he played every day? I don't know. Because that was – it kind of looks like it's – um, yeah, if he's only got one lefty on the schedule, he's a fine streaming option this week. But not- Cause his playing time has significantly increased this week. But not He buying, did not play much at all last week. Not buying Jeanette long term. No. No. Alright. And Cameron Maben is 67% owned. So how does Maben fit in with Mancini, with, uh, with Gomez, Broxton, all the outfielders we talked about. Cameron Maben. By the way, I think Maben's probably at the top of that group. Yeah, and this is a could be a good week for him because he's got six lefties on. The, the Angels are playing six lefties this week, five or six. I'd rather have Chu in a points league, and I think I'd rather have Gomez in a points league. In a points Maben, league, wait, a Maben's second. the top. But Gomez, Maben's had great plate discipline. Gomez has terrible yeah. plate discipline. Why would you rather? But have Gomez is a better hitter. A lot still. Gomez is a better hitter. Uh, yes. All right. Maven, this is some hot streak for him. So good matchups this week. I know he's in Scott's sleeper hitters column. Uh, no truth to the report that Scott White uh, is suspended for a show for yelling at me. Actually, I went back. I listened to Friday show. Chris, did you listen to Friday show? No, I did not. Oh, wow. You always listen. I heard things got a little awkward. I, I just I couldn't do it, you know. I uh, It sounded like I was the aggressor when I listened back. I think I overreacted. Uh, that was not the sense I had sitting I, I in believe it. seat. I often am the aggressor, but I think I I was just – I got really passionate, and I think I, I overreacted a little bit. I have to I apologize. think I'm probably responsible for throwing in the Falcons blowing a 25-point <laughs> lead at the very beginning of the show. The dumbest thing that you said, which was also the most brilliant thing that you said, was Scott <laughs> was talking about how all these teams have a chance to win the Super Bowl. And you said, that's the dumbest thing you said. And you're like, Scott's like, what? You thought the Falcons had a chance to win the Super Bowl last year? And you go, they didn't. <laughs> Which was a ridiculous, like, they, they definitely did have a chance to win the Super Bowl. Heath. But that's, uh, that's oh. Heath for you. Yeah. He, I don't know if you know this, Adam. Uh-huh. He's kind of a troll. A little bit, a little bit. No. He just kind of says something. I just say facts. He just says things to, uh, get under people's skin sometimes. Not true at all. He's very good at it. How, how you feeling about the beard? How long are we keeping it? It looks like you trimmed it. Uh, I didn't trim it. Oh. But I, well, I mean, I, okay. I, I trimmed a little bit. I have not, uh, shortened it yet. I don't know how long I'm going to keep it. Probably until somebody tells me to shave it off. <laughs> okay. Right. I don't think off. anyone's going to tell you that. Oh, Chris? Somebody else. Fair enough. Uh, looking at the bullpen, guys. You see any major storylines developing out of the bullpen? Any bullpen. Any bullpen in baseball. You want me to give you some suggestions? 
Um, I, I, okay, I'm not a, I, 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 we've talked about this a couple times. I'm not a huge fan of trying to stash middle relievers in the hopes that you can one, predict who the best reliever is going to be, and then two, predict when a manager is going to change his mind. But I am interested in doing that with Arodas Viscaino yes. to a certain extent. I'm not saying he's a mustache, but he looks like a much better pitcher than James Johnson. He has been a better pitcher two out of the last three years. And it just, it seems like a situation where Viscaino is going to get a shot at some point. Now you either are very close friends with Jim Johnson or you were just in basketball mode because you called him I called James. him James Johnson. You sure did, yeah. <laughs> Oh, um, you know, free agency's coming James up. James is the more formal, right? Like, yeah. if they were good friends, he would have called him Jimmy Johnson. I guess that's true. Uh, Jimothy. I don't even know if it's a matter of replacing Johnson, because Johnson's been alright, but it's a matter of they, they should trade Jim Johnson. In my right, I just think whether it's through performance or through a trade, this guy is going to be the closer at some point, I think. You know, there's been a lot of talk on, on the Twitter net lately about the Angels bullpen, and they have done a great job picking guys up off the scrap heap and getting great years out of them. Blake Parker is having an awesome year. He's one of those relievers that you can own just for the ratios and the strikeouts. Um, and Yusmero Petit is having a really good year. I didn't even realize that until yesterday, but Petit got a two-inning save after Bedrosian struggled in a save situation on Saturday. But I think it's still Bedrosian's job, right? I didn't, I tried to find a quote that it was Petit's and, and there was nothing of that sort. I believe it is Bedrosian's job, but I do not believe he has a very firm grip on that job. Okay. So I, I feel like Blake Parker would be a better substitute than Petit, cause Petit they've been throwing for more than yeah, three he's, a, he's a long guy. Yeah. Uh, and Parker pitched I think the seventh yesterday. So that's one worth watching. The Nationals bullpen, hoping Coda Glover comes off the DL and gets that back. But any Romero, any Romero, he pitched the ninth inning in a tie game on Friday, which is at home, which is what you do if you're the closer. Uh, Matt Albers pitched the 10th. I have no idea there. Kenley Jansen walked his first batter of the year yesterday. He has one walk and 52 strikeouts. Have you looked at his numbers over the last calendar year? No. He has 121 strikeouts and eight walks. <laughs> Two of those walks are intentional. Yeah, he's uh, he's incredible. Ken Giles has been struggling a bit. Matt Bush struggled on Friday, and he even said, like, it was crazy. Matt Bush was like, you think about, because he's obviously had quite a journey, you think about, am I going to lose my job? Am I going to be able to support my fiancé? Stuff like that. So his confidence was shaking a little bit. He came back, had a good outing on Sunday, got the save. Yeah, Brandon Maurer, like, get enough already here. Let's get Brad Hand back in that role. Eh, that's all I got to say, guys. Any Any worries about Ken Giles? I'm not particularly concerned about Ken Giles. Um, and the whole Matt Bush thing, the great thing for him is that they don't have anybody else that's good. Keone Kella. Keone Kella has, has good. Keone Kella. He's got good numbers. They, they kept him down in the minors at the start of the season because he was like bad for the team. So. Right. It would surprise me. It would surprise me if he became the closer, but just gotta throw out names. Uh, alright. Alright then. Let's talk about some streaking hitters. We talked about Mancini. We talked about Broxton. Two outfielders that are that are for deeper leagues, Curtis Granderson and Michael Taylor. Uh, interested in either of them? More interested in Taylor than I am in Granderson. Yeah, but we've seen enough of both of these guys that I can't get super excited about either. Taylor has some power, speed, uh, value, but the plate discipline has just been such a bad uh, thing for him that I just – it's hard to get excited. 
Are you excited about Brandon Phillips? He homered Thursday, Friday, Friday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. <laughs> uh, no, not particularly. If he was a shortstop, maybe, but not at second base. And Jonathan Scope has been batting third recently for the Orioles. Justin Bohr sat against a lefty on Saturday. Not sure what that was all about. Joey Gallo's been a little bit banged up, but guess guess who I'm putting back in my lineup? I'm putting the lineup. The shield. I am putting him back in there because he steals bases. Yeah, you're gonna be disappointed. How many, I wonder, I wanna know how many stolen bases Delano DeShields has on your bench this year versus how many he has on your active roster. Yeah, well I should stop benching him, that's the point. <laughs> I wanna put Delano DeShields and Eric Young on two opposite ends of the room and then add him in between them and see which one he goes to. I actually think Eric Young might be getting replaced by Ben Revere. Not not by me, by Mike. That's Social. okay. He fits the profile. Mike Social. He, ben Revere he fits was the profile. He ben Revere slide was, right into your lineup. He was by Eric Young before Eric Young. But you see how desperate people can be for steals. Delano Shields is a hell of a base stealer, and he's really not that bad of a hitter. Like if, if he were playing regularly, Delano Shields should be owned in every roto league. Well, I don't know what he'd be hitting if he was playing regularly. Also, Malik Smith is playing regularly. You can just have him. I, I can't have him. He's taken in this league, or I would have him. If I can't have him, I don't want nobody, baby. So uh the Angels facing six lefties, I talked about that. That's good for Cameron Maben. Did you were you gonna say something about Justin Borson against a lefty? Uh Tyler Moore's been hot. They wanna get his bat in the lineup when they can. Okay. More hitters. Mark Reynolds, he's really been bad for a while now, and he's over ninety percent owned. And he's got six road games this week, Mark Reynolds. Do you think people should be dropping Mark Reynolds? We are benching Mark Reynolds. For the first time. Uh, for the first time in a while, but yeah, I, I haven't really been bought into Mark Reynolds anyway, so I don't mind sitting him for sure and dropping him at first base isn't the worst idea. He has a, a 794 OPS over the last 38 games, which is fine, but. In, in a 12 team league where you don't have a corner infielder, yeah, I think you should drop him. Eric Thames. Homered in four straight games, and since then, eight games since homering in four straight games, he's batting 103 with one extra base hit, two walks, and 12 strikeouts. Eric Thames is probably driving fantasy owners crazy. He's got pretty good matchups this week. Starter sit Thamesy. You gotta start him. Starting him. But he's in Cincinnati. There could, there's like, there's, we got one week. If he has another ice cold week, then I'm probably benching him next week. Mm, Alright. Thanks for trading for him, Heath, and, and completely drinking him. A few months yeah, ago. I, I, I've almost totally ruined his value. I, I'm wondering how much longer it will be before his OPS and Travis Shaw's OPS intersect. Double dongs or double steals over the weekend. Cody Bellinger homered twice yesterday. Chris Taylor stole two bases against Colorado on Sunday. That now uh, gives him 10 steals and 12 attempts. Chris Taylor, however, is one for his last 18. He seems to be alternating good weeks and bad weeks. This is a kind of an interesting player. What would you tell Chris Taylor owners? Would you tell them they should drop him for Franklin Barreto? Yes, I would. And we've been accused of hating Chris Taylor all year long. Oh, you do. And not giving him enough credit. And that's probably fair. But now is not the time I'm going to change my tune when he's won for his last 18. Yeah, but the steals, he still gives you some production. But all right, fair enough. Uh, Matt Olson homered twice at the White Sox. Whatever. And Brian Goodwin is 4% owned. Brian Goodwin in his last 14 days is batting 342 with four home runs for the Nationals. 
He has seven walks to 11 strikeouts. And again, Brian Goodwin, 4% owned. He sits against lefties, I believe, or he's just not good against them. Only one lefty on the schedule. They play seven games. I don't know, 4% owned. Could you do worse than Brian Goodwin? You could definitely do worse. But Who's worse? Matt Olson is worse. Probably. I think the the A's had three uh three rookies homer on Saturday. They did. Um I I I can't see Brian Goodwin as much more than an eh, only guy though. You knew who's worse? Chris yeah. Carter. Chris Carter is worse. We're talking about pl- people on major league rosters right now. Probably Tyler Austin as well. Yeah, he's probably worse. Uh, yeah, the Yankees DFA'd Chris Carter, which brings us to news and notes. Drew Smiley hoping to return just after the All-Star break. Julio Arias needs shoulder surgery. He's out 12 to 14 months. Well, he'll still only be, what, 18 by the time he gets back? <laughs> yeah, this is... It's bad. It's a it's a bad uh, injury. The specific type of uh, shoulder injury that he had, I think... It ended... This is the one that ended Ho- Johan Santana's career. Oh boy. He was much older, obviously, but. I was gonna say, if you own Julio Urias in Dynasty, you're scared to death that he's just never a good pitcher yeah. in the majors. Yeah, would you drop him in a Dynasty? Would you be okay dropping Urias in a Dynasty league? I would drop him in a keeper league where there's only a certain number of people I could keep, but in a true Dynasty league where you can keep your entire roster, yeah. no, I would not. Alright. Uh, as Drupal Cabrera wants a trade, so we're hoping that, uh, they call up Ahmed Rosario. Can major league teams trade with teams in, from Japan? Because <laughs> nobody else wants him. Somebody might want his Drupal Cabrera. You never know. Chris, as... do you want his Drupal Cabrera? Uh, I don't think I could afford him. Azer? I, I, I mean, my team's got Didi Gregorius. Why they, we don't need, we don't even need Franklin Barreto. So right, good. right, yeah. I don't need his Drupal Cabrera. No. So no, nobody wants him. Uh, the Mets are ready to be sellers, coincidentally, according to Buster Olney. Aaron Hicks is out three to four weeks with a rib cage injury. Jacoby Ellsbury might be activated today. The Brewers signed Steven Vogt. This might be kind of a big deal. Yeah. Like, I, I know we've done this Manny Pena thing and, and this Jet Bandy thing, but there's a chance that in like two to three weeks, Steven Vogt's a top ten catcher. Well, I, I would expect he's going to play pretty regularly, and I never got around to updating my catcher rankings after he was <laughs> dropped, and... So he's still number 15 for me. I actually feel okay about that now with him in uh Milwaukee. He is not a very good baseball player, guys. I think he's okay. Do you uh, like do you know where the Brewers catch- play? <laughs> okay, I mean if that's the basis of it, fine. Uh would you go with Tom Murphy or Steven Vogt? Murphy. All right. Yeah. yeah, but we'll see if Murphy starts getting more playing time. Yeah, I'm not sure that he will, but you uh you probably want to sit Addison Russell this week. He hurt his shoulder. He's going to miss at least one game. His throwing shoulders bothered him on and off for the last two seasons. Dallas Keiko likely out until after the All-Star break. Yasiel Puig dealing with a hamstring injury. Starlin Castro had a shot in his wrist, and the wrist has been bothering Castro for about six weeks. The Astros sent Joe Musgrove to the minors. And Castro still might play today, by the way, but he got a shot. Um, Musgrove to the minors. Michael Brantley should be back this week. Nomar Mazzara has a bruised forearm. Joey Gallo has a sore hamstring. And Carlos Gonzalez missed the weekend series with a sore shoulder, but Carlos Gonzalez is improving. All right, it's time to talk about pitchers. Studs being studs, part one. Jacob DeGromination. He's been very good lately. Last three starts, two earned runs in 25 innings. But only 19 strikeouts. Now, a lot of swinging strikes, but the strikeouts haven't been there. So I'm guessing no concerns about uh, DeGrom. And this is also a situation where the – 
he's got as many strikeouts as walks and hits combined. So part of that is he just hasn't faced very many batters. All right. Johnny Cueto, I'm putting him in studs being studs, but only three strikeouts. But, you know, it's a good start. Seven innings, one run against the Mets. And that's two good starts in a row with low Ks for Cueto. Okay, whatever. Garrett I'm, Cole. I'm totally fine with it. I, I want to see the results get better. He's been striking out people all season and not having great results. So I'm not worried about the strikeouts. Are you buying that Garrett Cole is, again, a must-start? Oh, yeah, definitely. San Francisco this week, so heck yeah. Uh, Corey Kluber, my goodness, since coming off the DL, Kluber's 3-0 and with a 129 ERA, 6 walks, 52 strikeouts in 35. I'm not sure his breaking balls ever looked better than it does right now. Well, he's throwing it more than he's ever thrown it before, too. All right, Kluber Lang. What happens when you get old? Alex Wood. Alex Wood, the only pitcher with a higher ground ball rate than Alex Wood is Dallas Keuchel. Now, Wood doesn't technically qualify, but... Uh, does Keuchel still? Yeah. Okay. Pretty sure he does. But Alex Wood's been amazing. He had a great start against the Rockies. I like it. I mean, again, more than a strikeout per inning and the highest, second highest ground ball rate in baseball, like that's recipe for being a Cy Young award winner. Didn't we just talk about, you already jinxed Dallas Keuchel with a Cy Young <laughs> thing. You can do that to Alex Wood too. I said this about Alex Wood before this weekend start, so. I would still, like I expect Alex Wood to get hurt sometime in the next six to eight oh, weeks. And, and I'm the one jinxing him? So I I would if you can get somebody to give you top twenty five starting pitcher value I I'd be glad to make that trade. All right, you Darvish had an awesome start and so did Masahiro Tanaka, and Tanaka you know quite frankly I don't think it was quite as good as as uh but he did have twenty two swinging strikes not quite as good as the line they played some really good defense behind him but twenty two swinging strikes is pretty incredible. Yeah I don't know like they they played some good de- he he gave up three hits and struck out nine he had twenty two swinging strikes. That doesn't sound like the defense behind. It. Uh, I, I, no, he should have. It, it was a it was a great start. It just I think maybe probably could have given up like one or two runs. It's still a start where we would have been like, oh, he pitched great. So let me. It was wasn't even worth mentioning. Uh, what <laughs> what I said. He still pitched really well. It was a really fun game. Those two guys, Tanaka and Darvish, obviously huge in Japan, faced each other for the first time. They combined for 15 scoreless innings, I think with five hits. It was really cool. Um, Pretty good. Yeah, so he's at the White Sox this week. Tanaka, start or sit? Starting him, I, I've, I think I've lost less faith in him than Scott or Heath. I am going to start him most likely. All right. Studs being studs part two. Sequels are, are never as good. Sonny Gray. 91% owned. He's been uh, pretty good lately, but I feel like he struggles against tough matchups, Sonny Gray, but he has Atlanta this week, so. Yep, must start. At home. Irvin Santana. My goodness, Irvin Santana. Make up your mind. Last 10 starts. Five starts of five or more earned runs. That's terrible. The other five starts, he's given up one earned run combined. <laughs> Irvin Santana's at Kansas City this week. Starting him. Yeah, Chris, agree, disagree? Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll let, I'll let you know okay. if I disagree. <laughs> Jacob Farina. I love Farina. Farina's delicious. Jacob Faria, though. I don't know what Farina is. Anybody know what Farina is? No. It's, uh, it's like cream of wheat. It's very good. Cream of wheat. Just Google Farina. Is this like, like, 
My mom used to make this for me when I was sick. Cream, uh, uh, cream of wheat is not something that's ever sounded particularly uh, appealing. Farina needs some sugar. You have to add a little sugar to it, but it's actually quite delicious. What's the difference between farina and oatmeal? Uh, I hate oatmeal, so that's the difference. But it looks very, very, very similar. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's it's different. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what much cereal? about oatmeal. It's kind yeah. of like hot cereal, I guess. I don't know. It's good. Uh, Jacob Faria is really good. Are we convinced that Faria is uh, a mainstay in fantasy rotations? I'm not 100% convinced. He could have a very bad start against Baltimore this week, and it wouldn't surprise me, but he needs to be owned in all formats right now. All right. He just had a good start against Baltimore, but that was at home. Jason Vargas. Are we convinced that Jason Vargas is a mainstay in rotations? I would very much not be surprised if Jason Vargas was being dropped in three weeks. In three weeks. Like, there's just never been any explanation for it, and now the strikeouts are gone, too. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's possible that in three weeks he has – but it's going to take that long because he's basically been Santana, right? Or a little better. Would you have the guts to drop him for – to drop Vargas for Snell? No. No? All I right. mean, like... Mm, what's the matter, There's Chris? no reason to believe that Jason Vargas is some dramatically improved pitcher, right? Um, other than his half a season of production, no. But like, you don't you don't believe that ERA is the best indicator of a pitcher's talent level moving forward. I'm not saying he's a 2.2 no, no, pitcher. Right, but what do you think he is? I don't, I don't know, but I'm not just going to drop a guy with a 2-2 ERA. Like, I, I was never like, saying what, we should drop Irvin Santana. Cause your, your personal favorite pitching stat for predicting future performance is Sierra, right? Uh huh. Is a 453 Sierra. Right. That doesn't mean it's going to start happening tomorrow. Okay. It's going to start happening at some point. So you would like to drop Jason Vargas for Blake Snell? I wouldn't be opposed to it, no. Okay. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> I, I, I guess that's being consistent once again, but, uh, I, I think you're gonna look kinda silly dropping a guy that's got a 11 and 3 with a 229 ERA after one of his best starts. Now, many of us know that the All-Star game is in Miami, and the CBS crew, not me though, will be at the All-Star game. Not everybody, but many, uh, will be at part of the All-Star game. Any festivities? <laughs> no? No? That's not happening? <laughs> Alright, go to the All-Star game if you can. Buy a ticket. Uh, I would just want to know, like, how are you gonna feel if you sit down in Marlins Park and you're watching the All-Star game and, and Jason Vargas is squaring off against Max Scherzer to start the game? Marlins, Marlins legend Jason Vargas. Yeah. Like, Jason Vargas is going to pitch in the All-Star game, right? He, probably, he could start in the All-Star game. He might be invited be to sale. the festivities. He might be sale. But no, I'd he's, be pretty he's shocked if Jason Vargas actually pitched in the all. He should not be starting. I, I would I, not. I would not make that suggestion. Okay. Uh, Jay Happ was good. Jamison Tyone was good. Felix Hernandez was good enough. But boy, he gives up a lot of hits, man. He's given up 47 hits this year in 32 and two thirds. He gave up eight hits in six innings against the Astros. They are the Astros. And uh, John Lackey had a second. We're starting Felix start. this week, right? Philadelphia. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I just. Those hits, like, I, I understand that you could look at, like, a 382 Babbitt and be like, he's getting unlucky, but 
at this point in his career, I'm not sure that it's bad luck. I feel like he's throwing more strikes because he's not walking guys, and and consequently he's getting pummeled. Because uh, I, I don't believe bad in luck to an extent. Like even someone who gives up a lot of hits will have a Babbitt 50 to 60 points lower than Felix Hernandez currently is. Okay. All right. Uh, that's all I want to talk about there. Studs being duds. Damn you. Steven Strasburg, five or more in runs in two of his last three starts. Three straight starts of less than six innings. Strasburg is a 357 ERA. Well, let me, let me group a few players together. Their ERAs are a little higher than you'd like. Uh, maybe it's mostly just these two. Strasburg and Archer. Do you have concerns about Strasburg and Archer? Not particularly. No. All right. Julio Tehran, another bad start at home, but he's at Oakland this week. Starter sit Tehran. Start. Probably going to start him. He's been awful. Yeah. Brandon McCarthy, 86% owned at San Diego this week. We are willing to overlook a bad start from McCarthy this past weekend. I'll start him this week. I would rather start Tehran than McCarthy, but I'll probably start both. All right. Tanner Roark is interesting. So he gave up five earned runs in the first inning. He had some bad luck in this inning. And he said he he's hoping he figured something out. He pitched really well after that first inning. He's hoping he p- figured something out. But, you know, Roark blames his mechanics. I don't know. He's been terrible. 5.15 ERA. This was, a, this was not a bad start for Tanner Roark. He had a terribly unlucky first inning. Yeah. And then he rebounded. But when you don't strike guys out a lot, you leave yourself... I guess a little yeah, vulnerable. You go through For sure. Like this. this is the same thing we say about Strowman. So Roark and, and now Pineda. Pineda's been awful lately. Or great, but you know him. Um, he's on the road this week at Houston. I'm not sure how you could start Pineda. Pineda, nope, Roark, Lance Lynn. How droppable are these guys? I'm not dropping any of them. I'm probably not dropping any of them, but I, I'm going to be consistent and say Lance Lynn. It's not, it's not as crazy as it seems. To consider okay. dropping Lance Lynn. I feel like Roark is the first one I drop on this list. What do you Because think? of the lack of strikeouts? Yeah. Yeah, because I just... He's got a spotty track record. And, uh... I don't know. Felt like he got... All these guys have spotty year. track records, though. Yes. True. I guess because of the lack of strikeouts. Yes. I think Roark is very likely in the next two months to go on a stretch of four or five starts where he gives up like three runs for all of them and picks up four wins in a row. Okay. Then I won't drop him because I don't own him. Fringy starting pitchers. Let's take a look at who we want to own here. Part one, 65 to 79% own. We have Bauer. We have Wainwright. And we have Kyle Freeland. Anybody want any of these bums? No. Yeah, I'm passing on all of those. I will say this about Wainwright, 73% owned. This is the second year in a row he's been a lot better at home than on the road. So if you get him with a good matchup at home, maybe you start Adam Wainwright. I don't know. Right. It's a good part. Yeah. Fringy starting pitchers part two. Tyler Chatwood was awful at the Dodgers, and he's at Arizona this week. Jordan Zimmerman somehow was bad at the Padres, and he's off my team. He is bad. Yeah. Francisco Liriano, all he had to do was stop striking guys out, and he's put together a couple of good starts now. Uh, actually, maybe a little bit more than that, but uh, still, still just a ridiculously high whip, bad ERA. He was in the zone a lot yesterday early. He was actually getting ahead in counts, which is a weird thing for Liriano. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he would be my least favorite in this of this group. I have no interest in him at all. Oh, I have way more interest in him than Jordan Zimmerman. 
Well, then there's yeah, Joe Ross me. also Joe. in this group. Who's your Who's your most favorite? Ross, pretty Joe Ross, yeah, yeah. Ross, then Chetwood, Zimmerman, and Liriano were both at the bottom. Chris, uh, Ross, Liriano, Chatwood, Zimmerman. Any interest in owning the following players? Derek Holland, Mike Montgomery, Francis Martez. Not sure what the future holds for him. Jeremy Hellickson, Jason Hamill, Denelson Lamette, Alex Meyer, Patrick Corbin, Seth Lugo, Mike Fultonevich. I, I have some interest in a lot of these guys, but they're almost all dependent on who they're going to be pitching against next. Like Martez, we think's probably going back to the minors of the bullpen, right? Yeah, he's, he seems a little dicey if you want to pick him up. He's not pitching very well to begin with. Lamette, I have a lot of interest in. Corbin, I have a lot of interest in. You do? I still think Meyer has some upset. I'm I sorry. just dropped Francis Martez to pick up Malik Smith, who I'm starting over Michael Conforto, so. So Patrick Corbin, you have interest in. Patrick Corbin had a 538 ERA until his last two starts, which were both both against the Phillies. I appreciate him figuring things out just in time. <laughs> He's a spark. He doesn't get the Phillies. You know who else is spark is Mike Montgomery, and Montgomery uh, has, you know, been solid, and he's at Cincinnati this week. He's last two starts have been at the Mets and home against the Padres. So there was a good week to pick up Montgomery for those two starts. People were right, right on on that. Now, is he somebody that we're going to keep? Or can we can we dump Montgomery? I would drop Montgomery for Snell, Finnegan, Rodon, any of those guys. I think the Met might be my favorite of this group. Yeah. All right. And we've talked about Alex Meyer, who's got a lot of upside, but he just is so inconsistent. Yep. Which we saw last week. He's either great or terrible, it seems, Alex Meyer. All right, then. Deep leagues. We'll finish up here. We'll read some emails afterwards. Uh, I'm names. Daniel Gossett. R.A. Dickey, Austin Biebens Dirks, Jarrell Cotton, Jose Urena, Parker Bridwell, Luis Perdomo, Luis Castillo, Mark Leiter Jr. Jr. Um, Castillo would be the one I'm most interested in, followed by Cotton, I guess. I, I like, I, I, I remain interested in Perdomo. The strikeout rate's really good for a guy who, um, is an elite ground ball pitcher. You know, he's been between 55 and 60% all season, and he's been up and down, but I, I still like Perdomo. And I know we generally only do the prospect report when Scott is here, but we'd be remiss if we didn't mention that Tim Tebow has been promoted. Yeah, it's yeah all the way up to high A. That power is not replaceable. <laughs> an actual uh, quote. That 80 I saw. grade. 80 grade power. I He's honestly, not in the top 100 in the South Atlantic League in slugging percentage. I honestly wonder if they just ran out of. I, I don't know if the attendance and started to sag or something. I believe they own their high A affiliate and they don't own their low A uh, affiliate. Right. That's right up in Port St. Lucie. Let's take a day trip. Let's go up there. No, the, the Tebow fans. In that area are going to go to like every game. This was a brilliant move by the Mets. That's actually why Scott White's not here today. <laughs> well, he's not a Tebow fan. He's a Georgia fan. He probably hates Tebow. But no, he uh, likes Tebow. No, he likes Tebow. He likes Tebow. Yeah. He's a Georgia fan. How do you like Tebow? We've had many fights over the viability of Tim Tebow's major league career. There's an argument to be made for the viability of Tim Tebow's major league career. There is. You know what? That, I, that will be no, Tuesday's let's edition. Not, no. of what's bothering Scott White? <laughs> no, I, can't, I won't bring it up. No way. No way. <laughs> um, so, unfortunately, Scott's not here. We have a lot of questions about Cody Bellinger. 
And Scott traded Cody Bellinger actually in the podcast league. Uh, I'm sure he'll want to talk about it tomorrow, so we'll save money it. where his mouth is. It was a good trade. I think he did a nice job. So Bellinger questions and more. Stephen from Kokomo, Indiana, grade the trade. I give Bellinger and Jose Peraza in a 20-team league. Bellinger and Jose Peraza for Zach Greinke. I definitely do it in a 12-team league. The 20-team aspect makes Peraza much more valuable than he would be in a 12-team league. I would still give it a C plus. I give it a B minus. Next is from Javier. 12-team head-to-head uh, money league. There were instances where three team managers dropped the wrong players. Two teams have done this twice already, and the commissioner placed all their drop players back onto their teams. I understand mistakes happen, but I believe limits should be imposed. Shouldn't the team managers be responsible for their own ads and drops? Thoughts, please. P.S. Bellinger owner here. Totally don't need him replacing him with raisins. Uh, I mean, you can come up with a rule for your league where, like, if it happens between 10 p.m. and 2 a.m. on a Friday or Saturday night, you redo it. But other than that, you don't really have any excuse here, guys. Adam I have, will always fix the issue. That's I, why he gets the hashtag commish show during our drafts. Uh, yeah, I think if you accidentally drop somebody, you never get them back. I disagree. Completely disagree. I know you do. I'll give you one. You get one. I, I, okay, here's the thing. If you accidentally drop someone and you want that player back, you need to send an email to the league immediately. Immediately, immediately saying, oops, I messed up. And if you did that, I will pretty much Put that player back on your team every single time. I don't really see why not. Yeah, I will try to add them. Well, I, you're not in my league, and, you're not. And reply to your email with an LOL, sorry. This is from Roger. Dear Stephen, George, and Francis. Stephen, George, and Francis. Huh. Are these Astros? Oh. I yeah, don't know. Probably. George and Francis are. I don't know who Stephen would be. Steven, uh, <laughs> 12-team points league. Thanks for making me think that those were Astros, jerk. John Gray is on my DL. He's coming back this week. Who should I drop? Mike Leak, Irvin Santana, Jay Happ, Jeff Samarja, or Sonny Gray? Leak. Yeah. Oh, you said Leak. Okay, I thought you said like, and then you were going to go into something. Uh, Leak would be your answer? Yep. Are we sure so. we want to drop Leak for John Gray? I would rather have John Gray. Yeah. Upside's all that matters. Yeah, I mean, there's upside in half of his starts, but are you going to feel comfortable starting Gray at home? No. But it sounds like you've got enough pitchers to where you can have him on your bench when he's at home. All right. Micah, Micah in Atlanta. I'm thinking about dropping Christian Yelich for Carlos Gomez or Ben Gamble. In a 10-team categories league, would you drop Yelich for Gamble or Gomez? I would not. Not even think about it. It is disappointing that Yelich is not stealing more, uh, given that he is not hitting for as much power. And the lack of power is not particularly surprising. Um, but he's got plenty of Babbitt progression to come. This is a 355 career Babbitt guy. I wouldn't drop him yet. Yeah, the thing about Yelich, though, is... In the outfield landscape, I didn't ever got a chance to talk about this on Friday. I was planning on it. If he's just typical Christian Yelich, is he really anything special? Is he really in a 10-team league, somebody that you can't just stream for the hot hand? Well, what do we mean by typical Christian Yelich? 
I, he's I mean, like the Xander Bogarts of outfielders, except he didn't do something great this year. He doesn't excel in any category, and this is a categories no. league. That's fair, except he's hit 300 each of the last two seasons in a league context where uh, nobody yeah. really hits. Yeah, 300. he's good in average. I I, I overlooked he's that. He's probably once his BABIP corrects, I would still expect him to be 290, 300. And he's on uh, a hundred run pace too, right? So yeah. that's another. Okay, that was. I take it back. He doesn't. And if the batting average regresses, he'll have more stolen base opportunities. I think he could get to twenty still. Um, and if he goes fifteen twenty with a hundred runs and a three hundred average, that's still a very valuable please. Alrighty. From Antoine. Go Marlins. A, having a hard time figuring out who to keep and drop in a ten team categories league. Mabin, Barreto, Chris Taylor, and Bohr. Who do I drop? Maben, Barreto, Chris Taylor, or Bohr? I would drop Taylor. I would drop Taylor. We hate Chris Taylor. Yeah, I guess so. And finally, Adam from Rochester Hills, Michigan. Dear life, honey nut Cheerios, frosted mini wheats, and grape nuts. What the hell are grape nuts? I have no idea. What the hell are frosted mini wheats? Frosted mini wheats? Are you kidding Those me? Those are like the the best cereal listed uh, here. I mean, I I am kidding you, by the way. But they, they are the third best. The roof of your mouth when you eat them. But other than that, you think they you think they're better than Life and Honey Nut Cheerios? Yes. Oh God, give me a break. Yeah, I don't eat any of these cereals. Life is I mean, not nearly life enough is sugar good. in this group. <laughs> but I also don't eat cereal for breakfast. Cereal is a dessert. What's your dessert cereal, Chris? Uh, cinnamon Toast Crunch. Yeah, it's pretty pretty hard to beat. Except Golden Grams are clearly better. Uh, rest of season, rank these leagues in a categories league. Polanco, Shebler, Michael Taylor, Brandon Belt, Randall Grichik, Shinsu Chu. Gregory Polanco, Shebler, Michael Taylor, Belt, Grichik, Chu. I think I still have to go Polanco, Shebler, Belt, Chu, Taylor, Grichik? Polanco, Shebler, Chu, Belt. Taylor Grichik. Okay. So Polanco and Shevler are one and two. And then Chris likes Belt more than Chu. And he, and more than you. And he likes Chu more than Belt. And I still don't really know what grape nuts are, but. Were you trying to go for like a Dr. Seuss thing there? No, I wasn't. I'm just. Okay. You know, that could. I'm just going to end the show. I'm going to tell you guys something real quick. So, uh, getting married in less than two weeks now. There's a, a group of um, families that get together every time someone in the family gets married, and um, they have a, like a steak dinner. So mine is coming up. And this is this is part of my fiance's like group of family friends. Mine is coming up. Uh, I went to one like six months ago for somebody else who was getting married, and they were there were like twenty five, thirty people there. Okay. I just got a text message. There are ten people coming to mine. Right. Like that's like that's awful. 10 Well, that's cuz you didn't invite half of them to the wedding. <laughs> They're all invited to the wedding. And they go every time like they're invited to every single steak dinner. I'm and this 10. is her side of the this is her side of the family. Right? Yeah, they don't really know me, so that's Well, part that kind of makes sense. They probably don't really They're think supposed to like, come. What, they don't like me? Yeah. They don't they barely know me. How do they not like me? Well, <laughs> maybe maybe they listen to the podcast. 10. That's pathetic. All right. So 40% of her family approves of this wedding. No, all of her family will be there. It's her family friends that are, they're not coming. So, I don't know. It's, uh, it's disappointing. Uh, for Creed, for Creed, I'm Am. See you later.